There it is, the drum beat that says it's Monday in downtown Brooklyn, America's downtown. Time for another session of Brooklyn Paper Radio. I'm your host, I should say co-host, Gersh Kutzman, editor emeritus of the Brooklyn Paper, now of the Daily News, along with my co-host Vince DiMaselli, the current editor of these Brooklyn papers. Vince, it is great to see you. As always, Gersh, a pleasure to be here. We have a great show. We're going to talk to Councilman Brad Lander. We're going to talk to comedian, Ooh. yes, comedian Melissa Stakowski from comedian. the High Plains. Comedian. High Plains. And, of course, we're going to talk to Sam Corbin later in the show from Brooklyn, one of our bitter rivals from what I understand. But nonetheless, <laughs> we open it up. And the reason we do that is because we got a great show sponsored by our normal sponsors. They're back, baby. Atlas Steakhouse, Brooklyn Spine Center, and, of course, Joseph Lichter DDS. Some great stuff over there. It's going to be fantastic. Now, I know you guys, I know Vinny wants to get to the Oscar show with Chris oh. Rock's great performance last night. Yeah. And then he was, we want, we want to Spring talk. training, Gersh, spring training. It seems like just yesterday the World Series ended with that horrible loss for the Mets. But, you know, spring training's right around coming. we got to get to it. I've gotten over it. But we're going to get to those. we got a busy show, though. First, I want to start the show like I always do. Jimmy, you know it. Vince, how was your weekend? What did oh, you do? Another fantastic weekend. Really? It was, it was all about spring cleaning because it was so nice out. You cleaned because it was nice out. It was nice I out, get so that. it was spring cleaning. Well, I want to share with you my tale of woe. Let me hear. Jimmy, you know, every time I come back from the weekend, there's some problem. Something happened. Well, this week... Why is that? I had gotten a special VIP invitation to go see the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus at the Barclays Center. My favorite building. I call it the Bark. Mm-hmm. Got the invitation, RSVP to the woman, Ray, Ray Chong. She said, you're all set up, four tickets... Front row, VIP section. That's free popcorn, I might add. Really? They yeah. throw that in. Free popcorn. And, Jimmy, it's a big show because it's the last, t- last time you'll ever see the elephants at a Ringling Brothers show. They're, they're, they're putting the elephants out the pasture. They pretty, are. pretty, pretty good. By the way, huh. that's, that's, our, that's our new producer, Johnny, who threw that in. There. we got Johnny. Jimmy and Johnny now. We've, we've almost tripled the size of our, of our staff here, girl. Anyway, the tickets are all set to go. Ray we got to thank Les Goodstein for making that investment. Ray says the tickets are all ready to go. I get to the box office. They got no record of me. They got no record of Ray. It's Feld Entertainment. The Barclay Center's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. So not only don't they accommodate me, Jimmy, I'm not in the front row. I'm not getting the free popcorn. I'm not where'd, smelling where'd they, the elephants. Where'd they put you? They put me so far up, like my, I, my nose couldn't even bleed. Like those hockey seats. All alone in the obstructed section, mm-hmm. like not even near other people. So it wasn't like they were trying to accommodate me. They were actually trying to say, you know what? We're not even going no, to accommodate they actually, you. No, did they actually say no, that? No, of course not. Now. My friends at the Barclays Center would never do that. But I didn't pull rank, and I said, you know what? I'm going to enjoy the show from the upper deck. Guess did what you? happened? What happened? Didn't enjoy the show. Why not? So if you're going to the Barclays Center to see the Wait, Ringling why Brothers... why didn't you enjoy the show? Because I think the 200 level of the Barclays Center, and Melissa will back me up on this in a second... Probably, yeah. ...is too high to see... See the circus. So let's bring her Even in. the elephants, Gersh? The elephants are kind of big. I couldn't smell the elephants. I couldn't hear the roar of the frankly, of, of the lions. Frankly, you don't want to smell the I elephants. I want to see the glint on the tooth of a tiger. Mm-hmm. Didn't see any of it. Even the midget looked like a midget. I'll tell you this. One time I went to one of the shows at the Barclays Center. Same type of thing happened. All right? Yeah. Only the difference is the next thing I know, they whisked me into a room. I was having a, a delicious meal. They gave my son, who at the time was probably like six or seven, free toys. And the next thing we know, we're out front. It's incredible. And yeah, I, I, they practically put him on top of one of the camels. I mean, it's because you're a handsome man. Is I that guess right? that's, that's probably the difference. I mean, I got to say, every week I sit here and I say, stunningly handsome man gets what he wants. Now, I got to bring in Melissa. Melissa Stakowski. Hi. From oh, the look at that. 
Well done, Melissa. Oh, From thanks. the Bitches Brew Comedy has joined us today. Thank you. A little applause. Oh, there. I like that was this. really nice. Yeah. Melissa, just tell us what Bitches Brew is because oh, it sounds that. it sounds edgy for the kids. It's very edgy. Tell it's us very a little bit cool. about it. It's very cool. It's hip. It's cool. It's uh, it's great. It's a comedy show every Friday. At 8.30 at Halyards Oh, we love Halyards. Halyards is a great bar. Had a drink with Vince at Halyards the other day. I think we went there a a few Fridays ago, actually. We had two hot toddies. Again, we're very comfortable in our sexuality. We don't have a problem with that. Yes. Two straight, attractive men drinking hot toddies together. together. The holding hands part, might have, we might have taken it a little far there. There were some yeah. raised eyebrows. Yeah. It was Gowanus, you know. So, Melissa, I'm, I'm detecting a very high plains, maybe Michigan accent there. That's correct. Detroit. So, oh, Detroit. What's, yep. what's funny now? What's funny? What, what, what are you going to talk about at the next Bitches Brew Comedy? What's Ooh, funny? What am I going to talk about? Uh, we're always talking about what's going on, you know, politically with, uh, you know, with the election. We're talking about diversity. We're talking about fun stuff, though, uh, that maybe is not appropriate for our, for our listeners. you got to come to the show uh, and see. I do. I will tell you, though, uh, I did go to Barclay Center pretty recently. I got Nicki Minaj tickets offered to me last minute. Very exactly as you said. Nose couldn't even bleed. And uh, I, I could barely see her butt, well, if I'm yeah, being but, honest. But you, weren't so promi- you weren't promised free VIP. I don't want to belabor the point, Melissa. Let's I understand. Let's if I was stick- promised VIP and then was given that, yeah, I'd be disappointed. Let's stick to the comedy. So you say you talk about <laughs> the election. Give me a Trump joke. Give me something. Give you a Trump joke. Give me something. I don't have a Trump joke. I was doing, well, before Bernie entered uh, the race, I was doing this joke about how I won't vote for any candidate ever because I don't trust anyone who I don't think has done acid. Ah, interesting. Mm. And you think Bernie has done acid? I think Bernie's done acid. I don't think he's going to talk about it, uh, but I trust him. I think he's opened his mind, and he's a a reasonable uh, think-outside-the-box kind of guy. Not Mm. that I don't love Hillary. Of course I do, but I don't think she's done acid. No, Have you done acid? Oh, yes. Really? What's that like? What's that like? Oh, it's great. I think that's that's one of the drugs that uh, that you can really learn something from. Well, let's just be clear: you're not on acid right now. Um, no, I'm. Because a lot I'm, of people before they come on the show, they'll they'll take a little. They'll drop. Sure, they'll do sure. A drop. It seems they, dro- they drop acid, Vince. They, they drop acid. It? That's what the kids do. They drop acid. Well, there's okay. a lot of exciting things to look at in this room. <laughs> well, we got Jimmy and Johnny. I mean, you're on acid. Sure. Those two are handsome Your men. Faces are melting. All right. The point is, you're on acid. You like Bernie Sanders. That's not exactly an endorsement for Sanders. No, I'm just, you just asked me for a political joke, and the joke was I don't trust anyone who's never done acid. Fair enough. Now, get, so let's move from politics. Uh-huh. You said you, you talk about current topics. Oscar sure. so white. Is Oscar so white? Oscars were pretty white, but I mean, all of the talk of diversity definitely, uh, you know, I think overshadowed the fact that there weren't any black nominees. I mean, that was talked about the entire show, and Chris Rock just nailed it from the beginning, I think. You see another comedian like Chris Rock. You get jealous or you say, oh, he's killing it. I love it. I love it. You love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I got a little competitive. Sure. Sure. I can feel that. I mean, it <laughs> makes you want to work harder. Because <laughs> <I'm a laughs> your comedy career. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, think I had some funny tweets last night. Good. Just throwing it out there. Follow my Twitter feed at Gersh Kunzman. Oh, good. I will. Give me one of them, Gersh. What was one funny tweet? Um, I said I cried. When I saw Spotlight, I cried. And somebody tweeted back, why'd you cry? Because of the, the subject matter of kids getting you know, molested by priests. And I was like, no, I cried because like, it was heartening to see reporters actually doing jo- uh, their job at a paper. Yeah, that's hysterical. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I cried. I'm just saying, it's I hysterical. Cried. Very funny. All right, thanks. Okay. Thanks, Vince. Did you tweet it all, Vince? No, did I you watch the Oscars? Of course I did. Okay. I thought we were going to talk about that later. Yeah, we're going to talk about it later. So listen, let's get back to the comedy of Bitches Brew. Halyards, yeah. it's down there in the Gowan. It's kind of an edgy area. It is. It's cool. It's, uh, you know, I think people are people are excited to have something in that area where, you know, you don't have to get on the train. 
Well, if you, do, if you live in that neighborhood, you don't have to get yeah. on a train. But you should get on a train if you don't live in that neighborhood. It's a cool bar. We also have a musical guest every week, which is mm. neat. Yeah. Who's the musical guest this week? This week, uh, it's my friend Marsha Belsky. She's a great comic, and her band is called Free the Mind. Hmm. Uh, you is that an acid band? They play acid rock, right? Uh, they play more uh, feminist, uh, man-hating music. Wow! In a, in a really nice way, though. Can like they, they'll yell "Kill all men" a lot of times during their songs, which is wow, which is gonna, fun. That's going to get you a big crowd of men. Yeah. So, but what are the co- you got? Any song titles in front of you from uh, from that band? Uh, I think one of their songs is called "Women Are the Master Race." Nice, nice. Uh, I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard and that that's before. yeah, yeah. It's real catchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was Hitler tried that, right? Right. Yeah. I, th- that's, I think that's well, close to their model. Uh, who, now, who's on the show with you? Who's on the show? This week, we have uh, Sam Evans. We have Tim Dillon. We have uh, Sarah Armour, who's great. Um, we have my co-host, Shelby Taylor. She's going to be on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hoping we can get a comedian named Mary Mack. She's in town. Uh, Miss Mary Mack? Yes. Mack? Mack? She's hysterical. she got zippers on her back? She sure does. Nice. I like that. How do they set it up down there? you got a stage? Because Hollywood's isn't a big place. Like, a there's tiny actually place. a back room ah. that I don't know if you uh, That's right. When, we, when, when Gersh and I were there, these get, people would mysteriously appear or miraculously appear from some back room that we didn't even know existed. Well, we were having yeah. our toddies. I was a little distracted. Yeah. Sure. All right. So, Melissa, where are you on toilet humor? Because I know you do acid jokes. You know, drug jokes. Where are you on sure. toilet humor? I used to do, uh, I think, a long time ago. Oh, no, I have a great joke about uh, about going on coffee dates. And All right, well, there's some bathroom humor well, in Go that. ahead, go mm. ahead. All right, okay. cool. Uh, so y- when you're single, you got to set up some boundaries, some standards for yourself, right? Sure. One, of, one of my standards is I, I don't go on coffee dates. I think it, it doesn't make sense. First of all, I'm supposed to get to know someone without alcohol. That's... Yeah. Off the, off yeah, I need a two. I need no. a two drink minimum for anybody to be attractive please, to me. Please, please, and you should be paying me while, while you're doing it. Then I get there 15 minutes late. Guy's already standing in line. Uh, you know, has a drink, whatever. I'm just there looking at this list of diuretic lattes. Like, which one of these is not going to make me, you know, go to the bathroom in my pants uh, during this <laughs> awkward interaction that we're having? Right. I mean, you could you could remove yourself for a second. Uh, excuse me, I have to go to the bathroom. Well, you know, sometimes with uh, the the intensity of espresso, it's not always an option. Yeah, and the problem with I have with coffee dates is the coffee, you know, you have a drink, you have alcohol, it doesn't really hurt your breath, but you have you have coffee and it can get a little... Well, you, you know, think you're going to make out on the first date? You never know what's going to happen. Well, it's Melissa, you ever make out on the first of date? Course, of really? course, of okay. course. Yes. So but you don't want a coffee date? Well, I don't want for a moment. You're not at your best when you're sitting having a coffee. I'm anxious. I'm jittery. I'm just squeezing my butthole. You know, it's not. It's not uh, my squeezing, cutest look. Just for the record, you're squeezing your own butthole. My butthole. Okay, fine. Because okay. I like to have a drink, like a kind of a girly drink with a maraschino cherry. That way, if the makeout is going to happen, you got the cherry, right? Is as that like a what breath you cleaner. Look for? No, I'm saying in, as a breath cleaner. You could also go and brush your teeth. I'm going to brush my teeth Why at a bar. Why don't you just chug some brush creme de menthe? Creme de menthe. Very nice. Oh. Nice touch. Listen, Melissa, stick with us. We've got to pay some bills because Councilman Brad Lander oh, is going to call in in a minute. Let's pay some bills here. Jimmy, can you give us the play some bills music? Which bill are we paying? Yeah, I'm going to do this one. Hey, Melissa. Yes. Has low back pain kept you on the sidelines of life and unable to do the things that make you active and happy? As a matter of fact, it has. How old are you, Melissa? I'm 26. Wow, and you low back? Well, oh, let me tell you worst. something. Non-surgical spinal decompression at Brooklyn Spine Cent- Center can get you back in the game. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna tell you how. They got a they got a machine called the DRX 9000. It's a spinal decompression device that applies a distraction force to relieve nerve compression. That's the stuff that causes the low back pain and sciatica. Now that force, it's kind of a pumping action. It allows the body's own nutrients to flow back into the affected disc. 
and helped revitalize the injury. Now, you want to know more, Melissa? I do. Contact the Brooklyn Spine Center at 718-234-6207 to schedule a consultation with Dr. Melinda Keller. She's a great lady, and she's going to determine whether the DRX-9000 is right for you. Don't worry if it isn't. She's got other treatment plans. That number again, 718-234-6207, or visit the website at brooklynspinecenter.com. Melissa, you're going to get back in the game. Thank God. Vinny, why don't you pay a bill? All right. You know what? Uh, Atlas Steakhouse, they offer you a unique dining experience. First, you choose your steak, and every cut there is aged to tender perfection on site. Then you can pair it with a vintage from their extensive wine list or with an Atlas Steakhouse signature cocktail. I love those cocktails. What's your favorite, Kirsch? I like a toke blanket. Really? What is that? A toke blanket? Melissa, you don't speak I hobo? D- apparently not. <laughs> a toke blanket is drinking alcohol to stay warm. That's from the Hobo Dictionary, 1920. Hobo that. Dictionary. Yes, we will get that. We are going to get a toke blanket. You know, while you're having that drink, you can enjoy a succulent appetizer as their master chef crafts your choice cut as you desire. And when your meal, uh, when your main course arrives, you will understand why at Atlas Steakhouse they always offer you a cut. Above the rest. Atlas Steakhouse at 943 Coney Allen Avenue. Visit them online at www.atlassteak.com. I haven't been there in a while, Gersh. Gotta get back. Do you know what they don't serve at Atlas Steakhouse? What? Docandaberry. You know what that is? <laughs> no, what is no. Docandaberry? Docandaberry is anything that grows on the side of a river that's edible mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're a hobo. Anyway. Last thing, Melissa. Yes. You're looking for a dentist who provides quality care at an affordable price? I sure am. You, I, you Everyone is. No, but it's because you're young. You probably don't even have health care. <laughs> you have to- I, just I just got health insurance. Right, about time. Did you do it through the uh, the government uh, thing, or did you, did you have it like through uh, I, something else? Yes, but but right, I, I gotta, didn't. I got guys. Things. I got to get through this because I'm sorry. Tell me about the dentist. I'm very interested in health care and the Common Core. Ugh, well, let me tell I you a little bit days. about Joseph Lichter, Doctor Joseph Lichter. I call him. Please, dentists and skilled hygienists at Lichter's state-of-the-art office use the most up-to-date technology and techniques to provide you the best experience possible. Now, what does that mean? That means he can do teeth cleaning, fillings, root canal therapy, tooth extractions, which I, every time I hear about a tooth extraction, I think he's got a big wrench. But no, it's state-of-the-art. They, well, they pull. But he can, he can do this. Implants, porcelain veneers, crowns, fixed bridges, and more. Procedures that can make a broken smile look new. You know what he also has? And you don't need this, Melissa, but mm-hmm. I do. Invisalign. It's an alternative to metal braces Ooh. that uses virtually invisible plastic aligners that shift teeth into place over time. So isn't it time you visit a high-quality, state-of-the-art dentist? It's not a question. It's a rhetorical. Call Dr. Lichter's office today. 718-339-787-UP. No, not 7-UP. 7-8. 7-UP. 7-UP can be bad for your teeth. That's right. To set up an appointment. I'm going to read the number again because I botched it. 718 718- Three three nine seven eight seven eight, and that's our those are our ads. So as that's I good. said, we nailed it. That's a pretty big promise to fix your broken smile. Well, I mean, broken smile. I mean, if you have, if you are you talking about like in a figurative way or in a in a, in a physical? It way? sounded like an emotional promise, like he was going to fix the things that have happened. Well, it's that's not. It's not like he's sitting in a bone orchard. <laughs> I think that, you know... If you that was another hobo term, by the way. <laughs> Bone Orchard is a graveyard, Melissa, as you oh. know. We, why am I bringing up hobos? Why? You just keep, you keep saying it over it's and over It's because Vince and I have an ongoing debate, Melissa. Maybe you can settle this before the councilman calls. And he we'll will, ask, yeah, he's going to call. We'll ask him. So Vince likes to call homeless people bums. No, I don't say I like to call homeless people <laughs> bums. It's not that I like. I'm saying I grew up in this city. And I, uh, you know, unlike a lot of people around here. And nice. when I grew up in the city, when you walked around the city, you called them bums. This okay. is in the 1970s. That's what you did. And then Vince and Everything I both. the same. 
since the seventies. So I think keep going with that. Vince and I also had the opportunity to live for a brief amount of time in San Francisco. Not together, by the way. Melissa, get your mind out of the gutter. Please. He lived in San Francisco at one time I lived San San Francisco is for lack of a better term, it's a bum town. It's the bum capital of the world. You ever been to San Francisco? I have. What's the most prominent Lance, a streetscapes feature of San Francisco. Bums. Bums. So, so but I, but out in West, they Wait. call them hobos. Now, see, I don't understand that. It's The hobo is a bum on rails. Am I That's right? I like uh, hobo. You no. like hobo? I think it's a fun, I mean, it's, it's a rhyme. Hobo's it's a fun hobos. word. Yeah. But it's, but it's like something at the circus. You know, it's, it's, it seems like. It's like, playful. I think that hobos are bums on rails. And like, if you want to be a hobo in New York City, you got to start in like Far Rockaway and work your way all the way to the North Bronx. I see. That's literally a hobo. <laughs> on, to be on traveling. Right. Well, anyway, I got the hobo dictionary here. A cannonball is a fast train. Yeah. A cow crate is a railroad stock car. You know what? What do you think crumbs is? What do you think crumbs is? Crumbs. Melissa, what would you think a hobo calls a meal? crumbs? Not a bad idea. What do you think, Vince? Crumbs. Crumbs. I I, I could look it up for you. <laughs> I got a, I got a hobo dictionary nearby. Let me, let me take a look. Crumbs probably be something like bugs or something in your Lice. Hand. More like lice. But oh, anyway, I don't know oh, how we got lice. on this topic. All right, Melissa, we got to get out. The All councilman's right. going to call in a minute. Oh. Just do, just do me a favor. Okay. Give us give us the first couple of minutes of your routine. Just first start, start your routine. First couple of minutes of my routine? A minute. A minute. Just start your routine. What? Hey, great. You've been a great audience. Come on. Start it off. Oh, my gosh. Oh, there oh, you are. There is. Really, oh, my you, goodness. You. I was just going to ask you guys if you were dating. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Hello, this is Brooklyn Paper Radio with Gersh Kuzman and Vince DiMaselli and comedian Melissa Stakowski. Is this Councilman Lander? Hello, Gersh Kuzman. Oh, Councilman Hi. Brad Lander, it is a pleasure to hear the sound of your voice, and someday, someday, we will meet again. But for now, on the radio with Vince Gersh and Melissa Stakowski, the comedian. Councilman, how are you feeling? I'm doing great. Uh, is there any way you can turn the volume up on your end? I can't hear you that well. Well, I would love to. Jimmy or Johnny can do that. Jimmy, There they go. How's that sound, Councilman? Yes. All right, let's see, what, let's see what we can do. Please adjust your radio for the eight-second delay we use. No, I'm just kidding. So, Councilman, great to have you on the show, and we have got a. I know we have you for only a limited amount of time, and we've got to grill you like a piece of salmon and ride you like a piece of uh, horse in the Grand Canyon, a mule, if you will. Vince, start him off. I prefer one of the horses that drives the horse carriages up in Central Park. We will talk all about that. Vince has got a first question for you, and it's a big one. Oh, is it? Well, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about uh, the uh, the key food in uh, in Park Slope. What's going on? Well, we'll oh, that's right. We're going to get we'll get to that. I want I want to know what's going on with the key food. They they're going to they're going to uh, build a building on top of it. They're going to knock it down. I was wondering uh, what your take was on that. Uh, what's going What's going to happen with that? So it's a big issue, um, and almost 400 people came out to a big community meeting that uh, this Avenue Committee and the great stakeholder group and some of the electeds organized together. Um, uh, when they when they redeveloped that whole area with the supermarket and the houses behind it, they made a 30-year agreement. Mm. Unfortunately, that 30-year agreement expires in 2022. Mm. So the owner thought that he would uh, he's in contract to sell to a developer whose original plan was to knock the supermarket down and build a new building, uh, you know, mixed income housing, mostly market rate housing, but 25% affordable housing, but no supermarket. Uh, and obviously the super the community relies on that supermarket, and not just Park Slope, but Kiwanis and Borough Hill. We've lost a couple of supermarkets in the neighborhood already. So the community really spoke with one voice and said, we fought for this supermarket 25 years ago. We're fighting for it again today. We do not want the city to allow anything to happen here. It doesn't have a large, affordable, community-oriented supermarket. 
Um, and right now we're in the middle. The, I, I'll, the, the, I'll give some credit. Avery Hall Investments, the developers, they came to that meeting. It was not an easy meeting for them. And at the end of it, they said, we're going to, we've heard you. We understand how important this is to the community. We're going to sharpen our pencils and come back to you with a new proposal. Uh, and we are now in the process of setting up a meeting with them and stakeholders uh, to see what they've come to. I, I, I got to ask. They could only support something there if it has, uh, you know, a large, affordable supermarket. I, I got to ask you the tough. It's no good to have housing if you don't have food. Councilman, I got to ask you the tough question. I mean, did Bernie Sanders become president already? I mean, the market will bear what goes there, right? You can't demand what a builder builds, can you? In this case, the, the site is covered by an urban renewal plan. Ah, you can! Mm. It was taken through eminent domain, ah. and that site was RFP'd out for development, and it has rules in place till 2022. Now, if the owner wants to wait until 2022, then those rules will be gone, ah. and they can do whatever they want. Okay. But if they want to redevelop any time before 2022, then they have to get an amendment to that urban renewal plan. And then, yes, the community has to be reasonable. Luckily, I did not hear people saying, just say no, we don't want any new development. I heard people saying we could live with new market rate housing, some new affordable housing. But that new development, there's plenty of room. They're including 52,000 feet of retail mm. on the ground floor of their new development. There's plenty of room in there for a good supermarket. And if they want the urban renewal plan modified before 2022 when it expires, then they're going to have to agree to put a supermarket there. I like that. Okay, so that was you were very reasonable on that one, Councilman. I'll give you a, I'll give you a, a, a plus on that. I'll give you a plus. A we check. got the ding. We got the right, ding back. Now yeah. I got to ask you the toughest question you're going to face from me because Vincent's got another one in a minute. The trolley. Where are you on the trolley? And you know what I'm talking about. The trolley that runs from somewhere in Queens all the way to somewhere in Brooklyn. Never the twain shall meet. We don't even know if it's going to connect to the subway with a free transfer. We don't even know if anybody's going to ride it. We know it's not going to have a dedicated right away the whole way. So where are you on the $2.5 billion trolley? I have a lot of questions about it, I'll be honest. There you go. Uh, I think some of the questions you're raising are questions I have, too, and I haven't yet seen enough details about where it's going to go, how it's going to get there, how much it's really going to cost, how it's going to get paid for. Okay. Um, you're like a you know, bone polisher on that one. Sorry? You're like a bone polisher on that one. That's a hobo term for uh, a mean dog. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, um, I was not, I did not go to the, the big press conference announcing it it's just because I'm not yet ready to say I think it's a great idea. I'm not saying it's a bad idea. We obviously need more public transportation options and certainly in Brooklyn and between Brooklyn and Queens. But there's a lot of questions that have to get answered and I look forward to you and constituents making sure we uh, have all the questions and we get answers before oh. we before we come we, in. We're asking the tough questions. You know, Vince's Vince's team has already gotten major major admissions out of the supporters of that that it might not connect to the subway, that it might be might need new bridges. Might anyway. I'm glad to see that you're holding your cards and your and vote. One big issue that I'll just be watching in my district. They show it going over the Hamilton Avenue uh, bridge. Although I think that's one of the places where they say it might need a new bridge. Yeah. But obviously, if it's going to be meaningful to people in our neck of the woods. It would have to connect to the Smith 9th Street, most logically the Smith 9th Street subway. Of course. That would be meaningful for people in Red Oak, meaningful people in Carroll Gardens, meaningful for F-Train riders. 
Um, but it doesn't look like it's in the current plan, so that's one of the questions on my list. Yeah, right. We'll have to find out which way it's going to go. Now, Lander, tough question coming from Dimaselli <laughs> here. I don't know if you read the Brooklyn paper this morning. Uh, oh, he read the Brooklyn paper this morning. Of course he did online. We, a big story, the Brooklyn Heights Association came out and basically said that Brooklyn Bridge Park doesn't need to build the Pier 6 housing to uh, finance the park. Uh, we were wondering if you saw that story, what you thought about it, what do you think about uh, the Brooklyn Heights Association taking a uh, bold stance on this? Yeah, so, you know, I didn't, I confess, I'm still, uh, we had a whole bunch of hearings at City Hall today, so I, I am a regular Brooklyn paper reader, but I, I didn't see that story uh, Fair yet. enough. Fair enough. You're uh, working for a living is what you're saying. You're working. Uh, look, uh, I will say I don't, uh, I am not persuaded that the additional housing uh, that's proposed is needed to pay the bills for Brooklyn Bridge Park. The study that shows that just you know, the values have gone up so much yeah. that the revenues coming in from uh, from one Brooklyn Bridge Park, coming in from Pier House, coming in from John Street, are many times higher than uh, than were projected. Uh, and from what I can tell, uh, cover the cost. We've asked the Brooklyn Bridge Park Corporation and the city to give us more detailed information. Uh, and you know, so and I don't think we've gotten that information. So, so, you, so I think I share the point of view of the Brooklyn Heights Association okay. that the Pier Six development is not needed to pay the cost of the park. So you think that uh, Brooklyn Bridge Park Corporation could be a bit more transparent? I'm sorry, one more time. You think the the Brooklyn Bridge Park Corporation could be a bit more transparent with uh, with its uh, finances? There's no doubt they need to be more transparent. I mean, uh, I think what the that they have not been look they perceive the elected officials to be against the pier six development and and what they've done is battened down the hatches and plowed forward rather than enabling a a a good public conversation that unfortunately has led to a very polarized conversation and i do think that is disappointing uh to the extent there is housing on pier six of course it has to include affordable units this is not a battle against affordable housing but we have not been able to have a real honest dialogue about what funding, you know, about what resources are really needed um, and how we can uh, not go overboard uh, with just overloading Pier 6, especially given that it's catty corner to Litch, where we're getting a whole lot more development, whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we haven't been able to have an honest look at that whole a uh, little inter- intersection and how it's going to sustain, how the infrastructure is going to sustain new development and what is really needed. So for starters, let's make sure that Brooklyn Park gives us better information about what the real numbers are so we can see, you know, whether whether anything is really needed there or not. And if so, uh, just how big it really would have to be. Well, you know, Lauren Gill's been covering both Brooklyn Bridge Park, and I'm glad you brought it over to Litch because that was my next question. Now, you've been having meetings with some of the with the Fortis, with the developers over there at Litch. Do you, what's going on with that, and uh, and what's going to happen moving forward? I know we're getting development there, but is it going to be bigger than uh, bigger than what's allowed right now? Is it going to be smaller? Where where are the talks going? Yep. So, you know, last spring now, in the beginning of the summer, uh, and then I guess culminating in the in the fall. Fortis Property Group, you know, showed two options. The as-of-right option, which includes some, you know, uh, hideously tall towers. They all include hideously tall towers, unfortunately. You know, very out-of-scale tall towers. Um, The as-of-right option includes no affordable housing, no school, and really a very bad urban design that includes some of the tall buildings uh, in the neighborhood, really, on the east side of Henry Street. Mm -hmm. But then they proposed 
a rezoning, which was just so much massively bigger that even though the urban design is a little better and includes some affordable housing and includes the school, um, it basically doubled the amount of residential development and what was already a massive development. So together, the Cobble Hill Association and I and the other elected officials said, we cannot support that rezoning. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, see, I do. The last administration sort of brought us all back to the negotiating table. And what Fortis is looking at now is, can they propose a rezoning that has some of the advantages of, uh, of better urban design, not having towers over where the residential housing is, as affordable housing and as a school, but it's just not so massively more dense uh, than the as-of-right proposal. And that's the question we're waiting to see the answer to. It was, it was uh, reported last week. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, the, the Cobble Hill Association wrote the story that, uh, that Fortis seems to be moving in the direction of propo- formally proposing a rezoning uh-huh. yeah. and that they plan to do that sometime later this spring. Um, but we don't yet know the, the final shape of that, how big it is, how many well, units, how tall, how big the school, what's the urban design look like. Um, you know, if and when they propose such a thing sometime later this spring, we will work very hard together, all the elected Pablo Hill Association, yeah. all the community groups, community board, to take a good right. look at it. We'll, we'll give it a chance. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting. The one we rejected. But it's got to meet the community's goals yeah, council. of bringing the, the density down. I think everyone gets it will be a proposal that is has more density, lets them build somewhat more housing uh-huh. than they could as of right. That's the trade-off. We're not going to get better urban design, affordable housing, and a school without having, allowing some additional market rate housing. Yep. But it's got to be reasonable Okay. that first proposal. So it's just interesting to me that you point out the Cobble Hill Association broke the story because a lot of, you know, my reporter, Lauren Gill, is uh, basically saying that a lot of these conversations are happening strictly between the Cobble Hill Association with you, kind of behind closed doors, and whoa, uh, pe- whoa. people aren't necessarily uh, happy about that. Do you think that's the way to do business, uh, you know, the city's business behind closed doors? And why, if you're having these meetings with the Cobble Hill Association, why isn't Lauren Gill sitting right next to you? Or with Fortis, I should what? say. Why isn't Lauren Gill, my reporter, sitting right like next Lauren to you? Gill? Oh, What's actually, wrong yeah, with Lauren Gill? Question of, uh, so, look, the, you know how this goes. The, the community... <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> wait a minute, don't start like that, Councilman. <laughs> All right, I apologize. You got me on this one. The Cabo Hill Association wanted to make sure it could do a very good job of conveying to City Hall, conveying to Fortis, and working with the elected officials on what community priorities are, and asking questions and advocating... Now, there's, there's going to be a very, very, if they do propose a rezoning, it will be a very, very robust public conversation that has so many public meetings and public hearings that Lauren Hill will be sick of all of us. Um, and there'll be lots of time. You know, ULERP has a lot of headache features to it, but it has some good features to it, too. Um, and one of them is you can make some changes along the way. And there's a lot of room for public hearing and feedback. So, yes, there were some conversations that City Hall, Fortis, elected officials, and the Couple Hill Association uh, took part in just to make sure that they're really clear on what the community priorities are. But when Fortis comes forward with a new proposal, which I have not seen, uh, we, you're, you know, every, mm-hmm. you know, Brooklyn paper will, uh, I'm, I'm confident there'll be lots of room at that. The brooklynpaper.com will be one of the main places people go to see the new, uh, see the new drawings, consider the new proposal. 
and take part in the debate about it. Yeah, well, we, that's that's what we hope. We and we we'd hope to see that uh, that you know the the discussion doesn't just happen behind those closed doors and and a deal gets brokered before before anything goes to ULIP or anything like that. I think that's the concern. So uh, you have my word that will not be the, the case here. And again, you know, look, if they do propose a rezoning. It has to go through the Uniform Land Use Review. Right. Of course, of course. we call that the ULERP. Yeah. I, I got to bring a lot, a lot of negotiations and public hearings. I mm-hmm. got to bring Melissa Stakowski because she's a comedian, Councilman. And she's been listening to this whole thing, and she has been holding her laughter oh, aside at bay. Bored. But now she wants to get in there, Melissa. You got a question for the councilman? I do. Yeah, I I just want to know, like, what can Are you I? Say really loud, though, because okay. for whatever reason, I just am not hearing you guys. For sure, that. I'll just yell. I'll just yell. Uh, what can I do as a citizen to move things along uh, with substance abuse in the street? I don't want to get arrested for anything that I do in the street. <laughs> I thought she was asking about how you're going to help people who are on drugs on the street. No, no. she wants to be able to use drugs on the street. Is that, am I understanding you, That's Melissa? That's correct. Yeah, there you go. I, Councilman, you got an answer for that? You want to legalize marijuana, Melissa? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, and anything else that you think is a good time. Wow. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? I didn't even see that question coming. What do you think, Councilman? We, we didn't brief well, her. That's totally an issue up at, at the, that, that um, it has, the state has jurisdiction on. So, wow. Uh, He's you're ca- not going to do anything? <laughs> well, <laughs> just, just for the record, Melissa is asking a, city, a sitting city councilman, hey, councilman, can you help me get high on the street? I just don't want to have to worry about it anymore. And drinking, too. I mean, if we could move in more of like a New Orleans direction, I think it would be beneficial wow. for, for everyone. <laughs> Where are you on that, Councilman? I'm not sure I can help you. I, uh, we did, as you know, the council has done some work under the Speaker's leadership to reduce penalties for low-level offenses. One of the things that we pushed on was that there were people that were essentially told by police, empty your pockets. And when they took, nice. uh, you know, a joint out that was in their pocket into the open air, they got charged with a misdemeanor, even though having it in your pocket's only a violation. Lots of folks wound up in Rikers. So we changed that. So if that was you, we, we, we helped make, make that change. But the broader issues around drug policy, drug legalization, around marijuana all get handled in Albany for, for better or worse. All right. One quick, the worst. One, one quick question. I'll ask it from Melissa because we were asking it earlier. I, I'm, I'm, o- I'm an open book councilman. I've, I've, I've tried marijuana. Not so great, whatever. Have you ever, you ever tried marijuana? Uh, yes, it's been, it's been a while. But All right. yes, and what about acid? We were talking about acid earlier. <laughs> I personally have never done anything harder. I can't vote for you. Yeah, that's it. Melissa said she can't vote for anyone who's not been on acid. But she's a comic. What are you going to do? Yeah, what are we going to do? I think I might vote for you still. we got to let the councilman go. But, councilman, we always, as a courtesy to the elected officials who come on the show and are good enough to share their time, we let you pitch something. you got something you want to talk about? Just write out to the constituents. Say, give it 40 seconds, whatever you want to say. All right. Well, talking to you, Gersh, and at Brooklyn Paper Radio, I can't resist talking about the Prospect Park West bike lane. I knew it! Oh, there it is! I knew it! Lander does it again! Go! So last week, I uh, I got called to testify. I, I thought it was going to be in a few weeks, but Thursday night, I get a call. The judge has issued a judicial subpoena. You have to come down Friday morning and t- testify in the case of the Great Prospect Park West bike lane. Uh, last seen walking down the Halloween parade in the person of Gersh Kunstman. Thank you very much, my <laughs> friend. That's and on my Twitter I, account. The good news here is that even though I still hear a few detractors every now and then, most people think with the improvements we made, the lane looks great, it's safer, we're making progress forward to making uh, New York safer for pedestrians and cyclists. 
Um, and yet there I was in court reliving. And actually, the Brooklyn paper was entered as an article. There was a Bro two Brooklyn paper articles that were entered as exhibits while I was on the stand. Wow, entered into uh, exhibits. Very, very close to you in those uh, wacky days. Was it was it entered into an exhibit as, Your Honor, I have exhibit A, Brooklyn paper article written by one Gersh Kuntzman. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And this is an award-winning type of article. Was it Was it like that? Sorry, I missed what you said. <laughs> <laughs> I just said, obviously, it was one of my award-winning articles. Am I oh, right? Yes. No, no, no. Look, the Brooklyn paper reporting on uh, the Prospect Park West bike lane, as much as uh, I may have grieved it at the time, with some of the uh, the great bike class writing of our of our generation. Wow, look so, at that. Well, look, I, he, he took the time, his time, to pitch us. So I really appreciate yeah, that. Fantastic. Councilman Lander, thank you for coming on the show. Melissa, one last question for the councilman, or are you going to let him go? I'll let you go. Oh, he's going to let you go. You, you, go. you don't take assets, so she can't vote for you for re-election. Right. <laughs> Councilman Lander, Brad Lander, you can follow him on Twitter. You can follow him on the council website. Just keep doing what you're doing, Councilman, but make sure we get some of our reporters in those meetings. All right, Jimmy, you hang up on him. All right, thank you. Wow. Councilman Lander great. doesn't do acid, has smoked marijuana, mm -hmm. is in favor of a plan for the key food, wants to open up those meetings. I think we had a very substantive discussion. There's a lot going on that there. That was great. And the trolley. I'm glad to learn more about the trolley. What do you think about the trolley? I think that is so necessary. Mm. Even at, like I used to live in Astoria. And if you just look at the map, it's like they decided everyone in Queens would never need to know anyone in Bushwick. And it's just super inconvenient. Uh, getting there. But where, where do you live now? Steps. Where do you live now, Melissa? I'm in the process of moving back to Crown Heights. Crown Heights. That trolley's not going to do dick. For I you. know, <laughs> but it'll help a little bit for the people in Astoria. All right, look, we got to pay some bills. Yes, Jimmy. Please. And Melissa, we're coming back to you, and then we're going to bring in Sam Corbin from our bitter yeah, rival, Sam Brooklyn. Corbin. So listen, I, I got to ask you the same question I had. Oh, Lander's trying to call back. You believe that guy? Yeah. Melissa, I got to ask you the same question I asked you before because I didn't get substantive answers. Sure, please. Has low back pain kept you out of the game? I'm not even in the game anymore. Mm -hmm. Really? What, what happened? You got married? This is low back pain. Oh, low back pain. <laughs> anyway, well, we got a surgical, a non-surgical spinal decompression at the Brooklyn Spine Center that can help you out. Here's what happens. It's a DRX 9000. 9, you can Google that, Jimmy. DRX 9000, it's a spinal decompression device that applies a distraction force to relieve nerve compression. It's like a pumping action, it's right? the, Well, the, the, the nerve compression causes the back pain. The pumping action allows the body's own nutrients to get into that affected disc. And you know, and I got this. I got the lower back pain. I got sciatica, sci sorry, sciatica, sciatica. low syphilis? back pain, syphilis. I had that. I got a little shot of the penicillin, but not from Dr. Melinda Keller. Anyway, you want to get some spinal decompression, because I do. And we'll do it after the show. Mm -hmm. Contact the Brooklyn Spine Center at 718-234-6207 to schedule a consult. I always get that word wrong. We got it. Jimmy, we got to rewrite this ad. I can't say consultation. <laughs> Call Dr. Keller at that number or go to the website, brooklynspinecenter.com. We're well, going to get you back in the game. Get him back in the game. Atlas Steakhouse. I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm starving. It offers a selection of premium cuts aged on site for perfect texture and taste. Atlas Steakhouse, an extensive list of vintage wines, expertly mixed classic and signature cocktails, signature appetizers guaranteed to stimulate your palate. Atlas Steakhouse, your choice cut steak crafted into a culinary masterpiece just for you. And delightful desserts, each sweeter than the last. Atlas Steakhouse is a completely unique dining experience. And of course, Atlas Steakhouse is at 943 Coney Island Avenue. You can find them online at atlassteak.com.
Medium-rare.com. How do you guys like your steaks cooked? Well, of course, medium-rare. Medium-rare? Yes, yes. How about you, Eric? Well, I certainly don't like it honey-dipping, I'll tell you that much. You, if you're a hobo, you know that's working with a shovel in the sewer. Anyway, we're going to read the last ad in a second, but i got to bring in Sam Corbin. Okay, we'll save that ad at the end. Sam, come on in. Nuzzle sure. up there to Melissa. You guys are uh, friends. So, Sam... I got it, Jimmy. I'm, I'm sorry, Sam. I just got to point out our fourth microphone. We have four microphones, but our fourth microphone is in the shop. Now, it's not the same fourth Unlikely microphone story. that was in the shop last week. We had to send a different. We got that one back, and we had to send another microphone to the shop. So I apologize. It, sounds like, it sounds like Vince is an easy mark. You know the hobo, <laughs> hobo dictionary. Anyway, <laughs> Sam, you wrote a story this last week in Brooklyn. Now, we, first of all, we know what Brooklyn is. It's a great website. Founded by some friends of ours. We're friends, the Bro- good friends. We're the Brooklyn paper. We're we're big enough to have some competitors. In fact, we're so big, we attract competitors. Yeah. Brooklyn is one of them. You do a great job. Now, Sam, the story in question was about the laptop culture in Brooklyn. Yes. Now, I noticed it a few years ago. I go in. Now, I don't do this thing where I sit there all day and not buy more than a cup of coffee. I buy a cup of coffee. I buy a sandwich. I get a cookie. That's me. What are you finding in the coffee shops of Brooklyn today? Well, what I find most disconcerting is that you walk in and it's like a library. It's so quiet. Everyone's just sitting there. They don't want to interact with anyone. It's fine if you're getting a coffee and then, you know, you decide you want to get lunch. But every time you're just retreating like a rodent back to your laptop Hmm. and not interacting with humans. Wait, wait, hold on. Rodents retreat? Yeah, they retreat. Well, I guess not Pizza Rat, but most rodents retreat. Well done. Anyhow, so so you you just go back and you hide behind your screen and... I mean, coffee culture is about, yeah, yeah. it's about engaging with other humans. So, uh, I mean, I'm guilty of it. I'm a freelancer. And so I, I just wish we were all talking to each well, other. The interaction is the most important thing. They say, like, good businesses make sure that people interact with each other while they're walking down hallways. They set up new offices to make sure people are talking to each other. Why aren't people talking to each other, Gersh? I mean, people, I mean, I talk to people. You do. No, but I, I was as a freelancer. I'm very happy you you got out of the pajamas today to come see see us here. Russ. You're yeah, welcome. Very nice. These are stretchy pants. No, but here's the other issue, okay. though. If you encourage too much talking and too much laptop time, when does a business have time to make any money? Aren't you, you seeing this change in the culture a little bit? You mean if people talk too much, they're not buying coffee? Well, yeah. I mean, aren't some of the some of the my favorite coffee shops now? Obviously, not Ava Brew down here in America's downtown in Brooklyn. They let us stay there all day. But, and, and we go there. But, Melissa, aren't you seeing some of these business owners are saying to these laptop uh, legionnaires to get the hell out of here? I mean, they should if they're not. Well, I, I, rem- I remember a couple of years ago, Nadri's, w- they, they got rid of all the plugs. So you could only yeah, stay as long as you're... Yeah, more and more. Truly mm-hmm. the devil's work. I mean, I need to charge my phone uh, four to five times a day. And if I'm sitting there having coffee and I can't do that, that's insane. I've sent a pret a manger for two hours. Good French. Very time. good French there. Thank you. It's good. actually pret a manger. No, that's not right. Pret a manger. It's pret a manger. toi. I just right. keep yeah. saying the toi. Okay. Anyway, the point is, Sam, you're yes. on top. The Mel- what do you what do you do for someone like Melissa who really just, frankly, Melissa, you're a cheapskate. You want to sit there all day. Am I right? Well, if I'm talking to people, I think they're very uncomfortable. Like exactly what you said, nobody's interacting. Yeah. It feels like a church or some library or something quiet where, you know, you can't giggle with someone farts or something. It's really ridiculous. It's not a nice environment to be around if everybody's just involved in their own Yeah, and nobody wants to walk into just like a tangle of cables. You know, the only thing you say to someone is, hey, can I charge my phone in your outlet? Which Mm. sounds sexual, but it isn't. Nobody's (laughs) having sex at coffee shops. Yeah, We talked about that already today, yes. All right, but 
<laughs> well done, Jimmy. Uh, that I, was my right. I, I just, I, I, but my confusion comes from, so where, why are all these people, where did we work before all these coffee shops? In other words, freelance writers, I guess, would write in their apartments? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I think increasingly people are moving out of office buildings because they have the option. Because in general, Wi-Fi networks, you know, connect people as opposed to like an Ethernet cable mm, or having an environment that right. you had to have built for you. And coffee shops offering Wi-Fi, I mean, that's a relatively recent service. It's, so it's in the air. You don't have to have air. a cable. And mm-hmm. you can stay caffeinated all day. For, the, for the record, Sam, for yes. the record, I know you're familiar with my work. So I wrote hair. Mankind's historic quest. You wrote to the en- musical hair. No, 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 no. no. Oh. This was Mankind's historic quest to end baldness. I, r- I wrote that at the Tea Lounge on Tenth Street and Seventh Avenue back when that was there. I wrote my second book, Chrismica, at the Tea Lounge on Union Street what when was that the, was there. What was the subtitle of Chrismica? Uh, the uh, official guide to America's best loved holiday. Yes. Okay. Thank you. That's uh, that's still in print, by the way. And I wrote SUV the musical. Also at the Tea Lounge. So you're familiar with my work. You're familiar with the great stuff I've done in coffee shops. But you're saying all of that great work wouldn't have happened in, in a world of Sam Corbin's world where people are just coming over to me every day. Hey, what are you working on? Hey, you want to get some coffee? You know, no, I, I got to be able to work. I'm not suggesting that people come and bother other people who are working, but it's just about realizing that you are in an ecosystem of other human beings. And if everyone was on that plane, you would all finish books. Everyone would write novels. And every now and then you would get up and chat up someone you'd seen in the coffee shop before and you would mm. know how to say goodbye. No one would overstay their welcome, you know, in, in verbal interactions either. Right. I'm just a bit confused by this segment. Um, <laughs> Vince doesn't write, he I doesn't drink coffee. No, I don't know. Novels. I'm trying to understand where everyone stands on this. Now, who's, who is for going to coffee right, shops show of hands. And, and working on free... And, Sh- show and, of hands. Show of hands. Like who's for it and who's against it? Look, or like, you, are we? What are we trying to... Can you are, count, Vince? I can't. I We're can't for it. So I got two hands up. Jimmy, can you count? How many hands we got? Jimmy, up? give us a count. Everyone's got their hand up. Everyone, Wait, it's how can everyone have their hands up if I didn't? <laughs> well, anyway, three out of four people favor going to coffee shops and writing. So what's but your wait, problem, do you Vince? Want, do you want quiet while you're there, or you want people interacting? I don't understand what the, yeah, what the issue is. Yeah, we've lost the thread. I want us to acknowledge that we're all humans and that and that we don't have to treat coffee shops like this sacred space where as soon as you get your coffee, you sit down and the tone is a hush. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've sat next to people. I'm, I've had coffee dates where I'm having a great oh. conversation, and someone does that passive-aggressive thing where they're sitting next to you typing, and they very slowly close the top of their laptop and then walk away like, you have disrupted my work mode. Well, how you know, coffee date go because we were talking with Melissa earlier about coffee dates you like oh, I've been coffee on date? plenty of coffee dates I love coffee dates I love interacting with people both sober and intoxicated she's got strong bowels two different vibes I do have strong I know Melissa bowels. was saying she has to bowels. literally I think you were speaking figuratively but I'm imagining it literally hold your own butthole. My butthole yeah well yeah. it also depends how good the conversation is I to, do if not whether or not you're squeezing your butthole yeah really so if you're having a bad conversation you just let the butthole go no, I feel like it's the opposite. Your butt yeah, clenches opposite. in a bad yeah, conversation. Like, oh, God, this is terrible. Oh, we got to get out. I don't yeah, understand get, anything about get, this butthole. we got to get, like, Robert Caro on the on, on the phone or something. We gotta go. Oh, by the way, our, our, our lines are open. If anybody wants to call in, it's 260-4502. Uh, talk about all this exciting stuff. But, like, Caro sat in a library. I'm guessing it was quiet there. Oh, yeah. No, Robert Caro wrote yeah. The Power Broker in a session that lasted 12 years 
nonstop in the New York Public Library. Might yeah. I mention that public libraries have Wi-Fi? You are free to work ah. in a library-like atmosphere in a physical library. So you you favor the Viennese style of coffee house where people come together, maybe they grab a paper, they chat with their neighbor. You say you want to sit down and do some work in a quiet environment, go to a freaking library. I think it's the American style too. I don't, you know, I think You're right. Uh, You're right. <laughs> yes. Wow. I mean, I don't want to cover with the moon, I'll tell you that much. What does that mean, Gary? It means sleep out in the open. I gotcha. Is this more hobo speak? A little hobo speak, yeah. We're working on that. I mean, I, I'm not, it's not like I'm a beachcomber. Who wrote this dictionary? I don't know. It's, it's the hobo dictionary. It's, it's online. On, it's on the Wikipedia. All right, we got to get out. We got to get out. Sam. Yes. You, in the end, what was the reaction to your story? Because it was on Brooklyn. I, I urge you guys to Google it. What was your reaction? Is, is, it gonna, is anything going to change in these United States, or at least in this Brooklyn, which is the only, mean, only world we have? That's all we really care about. <laughs> right. The article was about timed Wi-Fi and just coffee shops imposing a limit. And I don't know that uh, freelancer culture is going to change anytime soon, but I think what businesses can do to improve it uh, is, is either impose a timed limit or just create an atmosphere. You know, it's easy to make something look less conducive to laptops. You can make the table smaller. You can cover up outlets. You you can play loud music that distracts people. It sounds like you're advocating for something that is very anti-Brooklyn right now. What, what, I don't like the phrase anti-Brooklyn. Good, I'm glad <laughs> you said that. Anti-Brooklyn. I mean, I mean, Brooklyn is a city full of people and people who all complain about dating lives being terrible when no one's actually talking to each other. Wow. You know, I, I think it's so counterintuitive that we pretend we all want to go and sit behind our screens when secretly... It's all about, you know, the performance of working behind your screen. I mean, Everyone f- secretly yeah. hopes that someone will come up to them and say, I couldn't help but notice. Yeah, basically, basically <laughs> we're all... was glowing. The only reason we're tr- pretending to write is because we're all just trying to get laid, right? I mean, that's the, uh, that's the that's bottom line. That's the goal. I'm so, just, so if yeah. I write, like, if I look like I'm doing a great book, someone's going to come over, oh, what are you working on? Hey, Next thing you know. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You want to see my pages? Like, is that Has that ever sexual? happened to you, Sam? What? You want to see Yes, actually, while I was interviewing the winner of the uh, Brooklyn Smallest Pageant, uh, Penis Pageant, <laughs> Pageant, um, mm-hmm. Smallest Pageant, nope. Well, you really <laughs> having, if you're having trouble saying the out. word penis, Sam, just say well, the word. This is why penis, I'm not penis, getting penis. late. The point is, I'm walking out of this Think Coffee shop, and this guy stops me because I guess I was yelling the word penis yeah. really loudly. Yeah, I do that. And we ended up hanging out. Like twice. Because, Wait, but was uh, he the winner of the small penis? No, contest? no. Amazingly, that man was not the person I ended up going on dates with. Well, hold on. Um, well, let's go back because now I'm interested. You, about, interviewed, uh-huh. you interviewed the winner of the small penis pageant. The wiener? Is that what you said? No, I said I said what I said. <laughs> uh, that, that's a okay, hobo term. But I anyway. did interview the winner. And so, and you, you didn't date him? No. That's no. prejudice. That's a prejudice on your part. Am I right? I don't think so. No, that's no. a prejudice. No, he was that moving back s- to India. He That's was chasing business opportunities there. Yeah. I didn't want, you know, I didn't want to hitch my back. wagon yeah. to not a green card. No, no, no. You didn't want to hitch your wagon. You were going to say it. You didn't want to hitch your wagon to a small, small penis card. Am I no, right? No, no. This is an important distinction to make. I'm Canadian. My husband has to be American. He has to solve that problem for me. Is hitch okay. a wagon a hobo term? Yes, it is. Okay. Thank you very much. No, okay. So, look. We got to get out. We got to get out on the small penis thing. So, <laughs> the guy heard you talking about the small penis yeah. guy, and mm-hmm. he comes over and says, hey, I'd like to talk to you because I think you're going to be happy with what we talk about. Yeah, I mean, I think probably he thought, at the very least, my penis is bigger than this man. So I probably have a shot with this so, person. So, And then you dated that guy. No, we hung out. We hung out like humans. No, but was it times. like Netflix and chill? Because I'm No. Di- no I don't it? understand what Netflix and chill is. Well, then obviously you were dating the small penis guy. Mm, okay. <laughs> no, I don't, know, I don't know where they came from. I we got to get out. Right. Melissa, you ever date someone with a small penis? Uh, No. 
Well, define no, small. Come on, let's be right, open. That's, yeah. That's just chance. Well, I are you never know what's penises. under someone's pants. Are you straight or gay? You could either way. We're not a judge. Am I zone. straight or gay? Yeah. Generally straight. Okay, because because Vince is a handsome man, and I'm willing to say that if you dated him, you'd be satisfied with what you found. <laughs> Were you? <laughs> oh, nicely done, <laughs> Melissa. Right, right back good, at you. Good. Well done. Anyway, we got to get out. Fact is, you interviewed the small penis guy at a coffee shop. Am I right? That's right. So. Again, you were working in a coffee shop. Sure, but I think an interview, again, it's verbal interaction, it's noise, it's being aware of things around you because if there was, I don't know, a loud sound, you would turn and acknowledge it. Or it's you, all good. You know. It's and all getting good. used to the vulnerability of connecting with a stranger. That's the one. Vulnerability. <laughs> it is huge. And that's why our, our dating lives suck in Brooklyn because nobody is vulnerable to not be on their phone this or, is, you know, this whatever. This is a much bigger story than I anticipated. No, this is, actually, I was just about to say, we've just put our finger, no pun intended, on a very big story, which is the guy with the smallest penis in Brooklyn moved to India. So that means the king is dead. There's a new small penis in town. Mm-hmm. We just don't know who it is, Seems right? It's mildly irrelevant. But I will say also on a business level, two people talking to each other, that parches mouths and eventually you need another drink. So that benefits coffee shops too, Wait just minute, on a you, scientific level. Did you just say my idea of the biggest story was not a big story? Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I think we're in search of Jimmy. You are now in search of the man with the smallest penis in Brooklyn. When's the next contest, Sam? Oh, the next smallest penis contest? Uh, I'm not 100% sure. Is Kings County still open? Is that bar? Open for business, baby. Brooklyn Paper covers Kings County. Something absurd happened at the last one. When I interviewed him, he said someone shat on the floor or something like that, and everyone had to leave because the smell was so bad. Mm -hmm. So they might be, you know, still doing a little cleanup from that or figuring out how to better structure the event. All right, we got to get out because you... It's always big on Brooklyn Paper. You went in a very different... Small penis, always big. You went in a very different direction with that small penis contest. First, you were saying you didn't date the small penis guy. Then you buried the lead. The small penis left for India. So now India has Brooklyn's smallest penis. Uh, I guess that's true. That We're yeah. just exporting everything. We're just <laughs> exporting everything. Just make America great again. Get that small penis guy back, back in the United States. Stop, oh, stop exporting our jobs. Listen, here's what we got to do. Wait, we first, gotta... before you read the last ad, I got to yeah. thank Melissa. And I got to thank Sam for coming in. These so, two are blowed you. in the glass. Thank you, New Yorkers. Thank you. Float in the glass, of course, a hobo term meaning a genuine and trustworthy individual. So thank you oh, guys thank for coming. You. Yeah, thanks. May I mention my show one more time? Uh, please do. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's called Bitches Brew. It's going to be 8.30 every Friday at Halyards. You can find us on Facebook, uh, Bitches Brew Comedy. You can find me on Twitter at M underscore stocks, S-T-O-K-S, M stocks on Twitter. No, Thank M- you guys for M having under- M underscore stocks. And That's Sam, right. you want to yes. plug something? I want to plug stuff. My Twitter handle is at Ahoy, like what you would say if you were a pirate, Samantha. It's my full name, Ahoy Samantha. And I also have a show coming up, and it's called Rhinebecca NY. It's playing at the Brick Theater at 575 Metropolitan Avenue. If you like Alfred Hitchcock, you will like the show. I, I actually been it's to the Brick. I've been to the Brick many times. Great venue for a show. It's nice and tight. Get there early. Good restaurants around there. Yes, indeed. All right, thanks for plugging that. All right, well, that's Sam Corbin, of course, and we were joined by Melissa Stokowski earlier. Vince, take us out of here. All right, listen. I need a little little music. Listen, I got to read an ad. I need a little music. Are you looking for a dentist who provides quality care at an affordable price? 
then look no further than Dr. Joseph Lichter. The dentist and skilled hygienist at Dr. Lichter's state-of-the-art office use the most up-to-date technology and techniques to provide you the best experience possible. Dr. Lichter and his staff perform traditional dental procedures such as teeth cleanings, fillings, root canal therapy, and tooth extractions. But in addition, they offer the latest in restorative and cosmetic dentistry, including implants, porcelain veneers and crowns, fixed bridges, and more. Procedures that can make a broken smile look like new. The office also offers Invisalign, an alternative to metal braces that uses virtually invisible plastic aligners that shift teeth into place over a period of time. Isn't it time you visit a high-quality state-of-the-art dentist who keeps dentistry affordable so everyone can benefit? Call Dr. Lifter's office today at 718-339-7878 to set up an appointment that can improve your quality of life. Dr. Lichter is located at... 1420 Avenue P. By the way, that's for periodontal. Between East 14th and East 15th Streets in Midwood. And you can visit his website at josephlichterdds.com. That's Joseph, J-O-S-E-P-H, Lichter, L-I-C-H-T-E-R-D-D-S.com. You guys didn't know you are going to get a spelling lesson on Brooklyn Paper Radio. No, it's important. Lichter's a tough one. Anyway, it is. Anyway, we got to get out. I want to, again, thank Melissa Stokowski, Fantastic comedian at a bitch's brew on Friday. And of course, the ever irrepressible Sam Corbin from Brooklyn. Again, again, we're not we're not competitors. We're the Brooklyn Paper. Brooklyn, great website, go visit, but not as often as you visit Brooklyn Paper. Thanks, no, Jimmy, we're, for turning. We, we have confidence and, in ourselves. And I want to thank Jimmy, our longtime producer, and Johnny, our new producer. Johnny, just yell out a hello. Hey, hey. Hey, there's Johnny, our new hey. associate producer. And I'd of course like to thank our sponsors, Atlas Steakhouse, Brooklyn Spine Center, and Dr. Joseph Lichter DDS. Vince, I am off. Heading down to the Lakeside Center to play a little hockey tonight. Melissa, what are you doing tonight? I have a show at Patty Riley's in uh, in Manhattan. Well, that's outside of our coverage area. Probably can't even hear that. What about you, Sam? What are you doing tonight? I'm going to the chiropractor. Yeah. You're not going to the Brooklyn Spine Center? Nope. Going to a different chiropractor. Could get get you a discount. And Vince, what are you up to? I'm just going home, going to bed. There you go. Well, we got to get out. Jimmy and Johnny, take us out with with our awesome theme song by Jimmy and the Revolvers. And we are out of here from America's Downtown, Brooklyn Paper Radio, right here in downtown Brooklyn. I'm Gersh Kunstman, currently of the Daily News, but always Brooklyn Paper Editor Emeritus, <laughs> with Vince DiMaselli, the current editor. Vince, good Thanks, night. Gersh, and I want to thank our callers. We do it for you.
tune into the show. 